The following podcast is a production of Hardly Awesome Studios in association with the network. Find us at BICBP-radio.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Out of the Shadows. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Chavez, joined as always by Jim Clark. What's going on, Chris? Coming back from the deep. Yeah. Okay. From the crypt. Yes. Oh, yes. Ooh. Tease. That's a that's called a teaser. Uh, for those at home that aren't aware of what a teaser is, stay tuned and you'll understand. You'll come back to this and say, <gasps> oh, that's, that's what, he what meant. that meant. That's like watching the Marvel, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, right? Mm-hmm. Watching like Iron Man and Thor and all those early movies. And then when shit goes down at the very end and they reference things from those earlier ones, you're like, <gasps> yep. oh, it all meant something. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, it all means something. So, keep so your, remember the word. Keep your eye on the crypt. Yes. Keyword is crypt. Keep your eye on the crypt. All right, dude. Um, We're back. We're back for another week of mm-hmm. talking movies 1984 1984 we're coming to close to the end which is my favorite year out of the 80s really yes based on the just based on because it's uh about the middle of the 80s before things started getting 280s what's wrong with 280s no i'm not saying anything's wrong with 280s i just prefer i prefer that 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 sweet spot right at the beginning dude so you like that that kind of early days of 80s where things are kind of there's this new horizon, right? You're coming new out horizon of a certain... and things the 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 grandeur of what the 80s would become in the later 80s. It's not there yet. Seeing it, well, seeing it fresh. It's okay. just starting to come about. Seeing it at its beginning and being fresh before it becomes bloated. Yes. And by the end and of the overdone. 80s, it's like okay, this is 280s. Yes. We're ready Let's for slip the 90s. Slipping into the 90s. Ooh. Yeah. We have to bring that back when we finish this whole like series, and we go, okay, should we keep going eighties or maybe go nineties? Yeah. Ooh. Um. All right, dude. So let's talk. We're doing nineteen eighty four. Yes. Uh, last week we covered uh, Drew Barrymore, mm-hmm. Stephen King, Firestarter, um, John Carpenter. Eh, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. It felt like it. And um, this week we went into something that I got to tell you as I was watching it. I thought to myself, interesting that it's on this list. However, like I said, as I started watching it, Mm -hmm. however, halfway through, I'm like, of course it's on this list. Yes. A little bit more into it, I'm like, okay, why is it on this list again? (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what I mean? No, I don't know what you mean. But then again, there's there's the... uh, We're going to definitely get into this. Listen. All right, guys. At home, shadow people. We're talking about 1984's Gremlins. Steven Spielberg presents Gremlins. Billy Pelser has a nice home. Billy, is that you? Yeah, Mom, it's me. A nice job. A nice girl. If you're not doing anything this Thursday night, maybe you'd like to uh, go out on a date with me. 
I'd love to. And loving parents who were about to give him... You're gonna like this. No, 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 don't shake it. We're gonna have to open it now. It won't wait till Christmas. The most unusual gift <laughs> he ever got. What is it? No. It's your new pet. Come on, Barney, be a good dog. My dad gave it to me. But there are a few things to keep in mind. If you expose it to the light, you may hurt it. If you get it wet, it will multiply. All that from water? They got wet? Yeah, plain water. And most important, no matter how much they beg, never, never let them eat after midnight. Because when they do, they change. They become clever. Mischievous. What's going on here? And dangerous. Gremlins, huh? Little monsters. Right. Hundreds of them. Well, I, I don't know, maybe thousands. They've been here too. Billy, what are these things? Where did they come from? Look, I know it sounds crazy, I know. But in a few hours, you're gonna have a major disaster on your hands. Directed by Joe Dante. They'll be expecting you. Before we start, Gremlins, ambiguously, mm -hmm. is not these, or are not these furry little creatures that are kind of like Steven Spielberg, George Lucasy kind of cutesy animatronics. Uh, in the lore of Gremlins, Gremlins are creatures that are typically kind of like pranksters, they're not the most friendly. They're not cool. They're not good. Tricksters. And they, yeah, they, they mess with typically electronics, um, different vehicles, any kind of machination, right? Mm -hmm. Machine, machine, machine. Jesus Christ, why can't I talk? Oh Machinery. God, I remember watching this movie and then seeing Twilight Zone after this. So have you seen Twilight Zone? Not in a long time. We're gonna, I think it's on our list at some point, and we're going to talk about it. Um, but there's a one of the one of the stories in it is a, a um a redo of of one of the originals where I believe it was William Shatner in the original Twilight Zone where he sat in a plane okay and he's they're they're flying somewhere and it's a crazy thunderstorm and oh, he's already stressing the, out the creature on the wing it's a yes gremlin. I remember this that's a gremlin I remember that story yes in that movie. And so I always remember just kind of like wrestling with the idea that like gremlins to me were more Muppet Muppety, you know what I mean? Because that's how I mm -hmm. grew up. But then when I saw this later, I was like, oh, this is what like the actual idea of a gremlin is, is this creature, which in this movie we do see that version of. Well, and it's and, and what you're talking about that version of the gremlins, the the actual version of gremlins is you know it's described in this movie as well. So we get yes, that background exactly. You know, we're presented with that. Right, I love it because that dude. I remember when I was watching this and and, and he said that shit. I was like, oh, mm. that's right. This is so good. Things it's you don't first pick mention. up as a kid, but it's, now that you're older and you understand a lot more about the world, yes, you pick up on things like that. It's the first mention of the creatures gremlins right yes and that's where they get the name there you know that's why they call them gremlins is because of that but let's talk about this movie yes so this movie is on a documentary that talks about horror in the 80s and this movie is considered one of these that's a horror movie i watched okay. it when i was a kid like a child same here so 
okay, so do you show children nowadays Shaun of the Dead? Is that okay? I would or is think that so. a little bit overboard? I, I would probably like the, show my kids that movie. The gore? I don't think so. You think We're it's at, good? Yeah, I don't think. You know why? Because I... Uh, this is getting way deeper than we need to, but there's a lot of issues that 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 arise in the way we think about things because certain conversations are not had, so people have certain viewpoints on things. Yeah. So I'm going to be sure to have those conversations with my kids. So showing them a movie like this wouldn't, I don't think, be a bad thing. See, like Gremlins is fine now. because yes. And the reason I say that is because this is a horror movie that has a, a kind of Disney wrapping on it. Right. Mm -hmm. There's a there's a kind of family film feel to it because of uh, I got to say, it's got to be because of Gizmo and because of the film quality. Like when you watch the way it's shot, the coloring, the glow, just this warmth to a lot of the scenery, uh, the fact that it takes place during Christmas. Can I can I tell you what a major point of that is? Yeah. That leads into that. The rating. PG. Yeah. All of this made yes. it feel like, oh, this is wholesome. This is okay. We well, can it's show a Steven this, Spielberg film. We can show this to our children. Mm -hmm. They're going to be fine. And then you watch the plot play out. You watch certain <laughs> scenes that are legit terrifying. Yeah. You watch this kind of tension build. You watch gore, even mm -hmm. though it's it's puppetry and and it's kind of like it's it's what it's it's fictional. It's not like you're watching heads of humans covered off. But but, but look how gory. but look how that all that that still holds up. So imagine how realistic it was at the time. But that's when it was my brand new technology. Point, bro. I know. No, I get this you. This movie is I get PG. You. I know. This movie well, was shopped to children. Well, history here: the PG thirteen rating didn't exist yet. True. So it was either PG or R. There was no dirty words in this, I don't think. I don't believe so. I don't remember any. Nope. Um, again, all the gore is with puppetry. Yes. You do not see the death or you don't see anything gory with any of the people. You don't. Aside from scratches, you don't. Even the dog is a puppet. Yes. It's a, it's a fake dog hanging from the lights. It's not the real dog, dog to make yeah. you feel like, oh... There's that this is kind of fucked up, right? Like like uh, cannibal, whatever. Cannibal uh, Holocaust. Holocaust. <laughs> so it's crazy though. It's crazy to think that some of these like scenes and the things in this movie, how horrific and actually terrifying they are, were is is nestled within but you a, know why? a family style film. Because because of the way they are presented. That is why. Yes, there may be too much for somebody of that age to see and watch, um, but it's the manner in which it's presented, which uh, I don't know how you want to say it, um, normalizes or softens that, um, that, that makes it acceptable, you know? Well, yeah. Again, I think there's a lot that comes in the packaging that makes it acceptable. Well, and like you said, it's a very, look at who wrote the script, man. Look at what he would go on to do. Chris Chris Columbus Home Alone of yeah. course he's it's all family style coming. films yes yep but legit how well, but horrific even, but even think about how the movie opens too it opens with this like neo noir type Chinatown feeling so you know that's what, I mean? what I'm saying okay so not just the idea that it's packaged with with like things that children would like like gizmo right yes like this kind of thing Christmas mm -hmm. it's also it's the look there's this really warm fuzzy feel to 
two thirds of the film. Yeah, really, and it makes you. It's almost like this. I would call it like Norman Rockwell esque, like to make you. You know what feel it reminded like me of? Charles and Dickens. You know what I mean? Maybe because this movie was also set at Christmas time, but it reminded me of a Christmas story. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. That kind of glow, right? Yes. And we watch this that this guy that that's in like you said he's in Chinatown. Yep. He decides he wants he's, he's an inventor. Going, he's going to check out this place that where where this little kid says, "Hey, my grandfather sells all of these trinkets and everything's real." And I don't know if he was going there to to get him to buy something or because he had something to sell because he's a salesman, right? He's an inventor. I think it was a little both because he had to get he a took gift for his son. Fact, so he right? said, yeah, "While I'm here, why not?" Let me let me shoot my shot. And see if I can sell my thing. Yep. And he pulls out the what was it called the the bathroom buddy bathroom or buddy yes bro it's like a Swiss Army knife for the bathroom but it's the size of a bar of soap dude uh, bigger bro it's almost the size of a box of pop tarts <laughs> now imagine this what is it like uh, toothbrush toothpaste a water pick there's uh, a toothpick um uh, uh it's all kinds of stuff on yeah this thing. dude and there's like more on there than he even goes into you and then it. later on. When he updates it and he adds the razor oh, and the shaving God. cream. Uh, but while he's there, he comes across the creature Gizmo, right? Yes. Or what we would call, he would call Gizmo. It's, yes. it's a mogwai. Yes. Which they never explain. There's never this thing of like, oh, what kind of, what is this creature? Where did it come from? It, is it, what is it? You know what I mean? Nobody says that at all. Everybody just accepts that what we see as this creature, they're just like, sure, that's what this is. Bro, tell me if somebody brought an animal around you that you didn't know what the fuck it was, you'd be like, what the fuck is that thing? Yes, I would. However, remember the tone they're going for the movie. Yes. But still, nobody goes, well, what is it? I don't know. And see, Even Corey Feldman, bro, he's just like, well, what's this thing? He goes, it's my new pet. He's like, oh, cool. He doesn't go. And he's a kid. He doesn't doesn't ask what it is. He doesn't go, what is that thing? Where did it come from? Um, Speaking of... Damn, Corey Feldman. He's had a solid year, two years here coming up, man. Yeah, dude. Yeah, straight through. I looked at his resume from from uh, Friday the Thirteenth on. I'm like, dude, damn, legit. dude. Eighties were good to this. Well, you, they, they were good him? to this kid in certain ways and not so good. No, I didn't. As for as many times as I've seen I this forgot. movie, I yeah didn't put two into like I legit in my mind just it wasn't like oh it's Corey Feldman. Yeah, watching it now, coming off of watching Friday the Thirteenth a couple uh, weeks ago, it was like. Oh, look at him. He's yeah. back. And he's well, then, like the same age. What's next year? Steven Spielberg produced this film and then he does Goonies. There you go. They both do. Yeah. So good, dude. But anyway, my, like, okay, so this guy gets the Mogwai. He, so he brings it home, right? But before he brings it home, because he's out on this this business trip, mm-hmm. we meet our main characters. We meet um, yes. um, Billy. Billy. Uh, his, Kate. Yeah. Kate, uh, played by... Um, Phoebe Cates. Oh, Phoebe Cates. (laughs) Played by the... So in the 80s and like even into the 90s, it was like, oh, Phoebe Cates, bro. (laughs) Um, We meet them. We see what their life's like. We we see that he's this kid that he works at a bank, right? Mm -hmm. Lives next door to this guy that... For some reason, drives a tractor everywhere, a plow, a, 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 a bulldozer. Well, well, well. Uh, later on, find out he's a drunk. It's probably because he doesn't have a license. Probably <laughs> right. Like his license got taken away. Uh, also, because it's American made. Like this is that too. legit. Yes, you know, uh, Middle America American made in the mid eighties. Ronald Reagan, dude. Yes, 
And he looks at at Billy's uh, VW Beetle as a German foreign car, right? Um, and it's not now, but later on, he he's the guy that mentions the the, the gremlins that yes. that mess with machines because of the you know they always they mess with the planes in WW two WWII. But anyway, so we meet this guy, right? Uh, Billy's got a dog which mm-hmm. follows him everywhere through basically what looks like is is it me or did it feel like the same kind of uh, open square area except uh, this time it's covered in snow but from uh, Back to the Future because it was the same set as Back to the Future oh, it was filmed on the Universal Backlot boy dude look Ready? at your boy also the clock tower was the setting of Buffalo in Bruce Almighty oh I did know that. Yes, I did know that. Yeah, so if you if, if you ever go to Universal in Hollywood, part of your admission to the park is you can do the studio tour, and they take you through it, dude. And they but show bro, you the when he's walking, because his car doesn't start, and when he's walking with his dog through uh-huh. town to the bank, I'm just thinking, this is just like when when Marty McFly gets yeah. to the whole scene here, and this it it's, it's it looks like the layout, which is weird. That's crazy. But again. Steven Spielberg. Gotta dude. love it. I'm telling you, remember this conversation we had about uh, this theory I have of how they were secretly trying to train directors to pump out yes. Steven Spielberg movies. Style movies, yes. Yes, this is another case. Well, then I gotta tell you that Steven Spielberg steals from The Wizard of Oz. Oh, yeah. Because all of a sudden, <laughs> right, he gets to his bank, he's there in time, Phoebe Cates is like, oh, you just made it, sign this petition to save the watchtower? No, sorry, save the pub, right? Yep. Like, okay, let's yep. just do that. I'm just like, okay, is this Back to the Future? Anyway. It was a template, dude. <laughs> and then, and she's talking about this lady that wants to shut down this pub, and this lady's the meanest lady in the world, and I'm like, oh, okay. And then she's kind of like an updated whatever her name was that became the Wicked Witch, right? Like the real life lady. Yeah, you know you know where I guess they got a lot of inspiration for this character from? Ebenezer Scrooge. That's the other piece I was going to say. Yes. So this is a Christmas film, mm-hmm. and we have to have this bitter woman, right? And this woman where when the poor are begging or when people are asking for handouts or they're asking for donations or can you help this, she's just like, no, you can just <laughs> die in the streets. Fuck off. What an and, asshole. Okay, and in my mind, I'm like, oh, Ebenezer Scrooge. Mm-hmm. Then she goes in and she's complaining about how Billy's dog fucked her glass snowman up. And then she's like, I want your dog. I'm like, oh, so this is Wizard of Oz now. Yeah. Like, I never thought about this when I was a kid or even, you know, because you probably watching because this. you probably did, but you didn't put a lot of you're like, oh, this is kind of cool. But you didn't put enough emphasis on it to realize, oh, they're just ripping it off. You know what I mean? That's so then, not where your train of thought was. So then we get this, right? And we get this dog that just kind of chases the lady off. So oh, we, my heart. But we get this kind of setting, right? We have It's a small town setting now. Yes. It's establishing yep. a lot of things that are very important to understand to what's going to happen in the rest of the story. Mm-hmm. Um, we know that the mom is is at home. And so when or, or, you know the dad's getting home, he gets yep. home and his dad's like, I got something for you. Got something for you on my trip want to show you this turn down the lights oh let's talk about that so when he had the mogwai he wanted to buy it the old man said no right the grandfather said i'm not it's not for sale too much responsibility Mm -hmm. little kids like meet me in the alley i got you bro (laughs) give me that 200 bucks here's your mogwai but let me tell you something about this animal there's three very (laughs) important rules if you're buying an animal and somebody's like there's three important rules and you don't know what the animal is 
I'm like, all right. Keep the money, the take the one? damn thing back. What's the first one? Oh, keep it out of light. It will kill him. All right, what animal in this world gets killed by sunlight except a fucking vampire, bro? Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm sure killed an- by sand by by sunlight there or are, bright lights. There are there are creatures that live deep down in caves and live in sea- sealed caves so much so that they don't have eyeballs. They they're they're completely see through. And I guarantee they are you, not going to melt. Out. They are not going to melt in sunlight. I don't know. Rule number two, <laughs> don't get them wet. Don't try to give them a bath. What the hell does that mean? Don't get them wet. Don't give them water. We'll find out. But what living creature ever cannot be... Like, water is the, the fucking rain. thing of, of life, yes. right? Like, yep. this is the source of life, water. They say planets can't harbor life unless there's water. Planets, life as we understand it. What life is this on <laughs> Earth that water doesn't factor into its makeup who's to say it came from earth now you're just inferring things here's my next one bro never ever 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 ever, ever, ever. feed these motherfuckers after midnight so let me ask you something i know where you're going i know exactly 4 a.m after midnight depends on how you look at it is it after midnight (laughs) yeah is 4 p.m. after midnight. Is it, like, where do we stop? I know. What does that mean? Why would they be like, don't feed them between midnight and 6 a.m.? But again... Like, how easy would that have been? But again, Chris, it's because of these absurdities that also lend into this being a children's movie. Right? Like, you just accept it. Because... And we did. Yes. We accepted it like it was like, you know what? Don't feed And we them accepted after it when we loved it we ran into it. We ran with it. You know, so much so that, you know, kids, they're playing pretend. I'm sure there's kids out there that fucking Furbies, dude. They're basically yeah, gremlins dude. and treated them like gremlins, dude. No, I can't have my my, my Furby put in the some light. some water on that gremlin? Yeah. Uh, so he gives the kid this thing, right? They open it. He's just like, oh, what is it? He's like, it's a called a mogwai. Again, not, well, what's a mogwai? Not that. We just get, oh, Okay. <laughs> He's very friendly, and you got to hold him gentle and do this. And mom's like, let's take a picture. Super flashlight. And he's like, oh, bright light, bright light. And he freaks out, right? He's like, oh, <laughs> stupid, stupid me. me. I forgot to tell you there's some rules. I love how he's like, oh, I forgot. Like, So, but here's the other thing. Don't, don't, they don't like light. It'll kill him, right? Does yeah. he tell them that it'll kill him, or he just says they don't like it? I think he said even apparently it may kill him. Or he says something along those lines. I think because how much light? Right. What's what your kind What's your light? definition of bright light? What wavelengths are we looking? Exactly. What's the illumination? Where yeah. Where are we at? What's the rating on the lumens on your bulb? Exactly. Are we talking iridescent light, direct sunlight? What about indirect black light? sunlight? What's black light do to them? Ga- uh, uh, Did they uh, ever red, explore that? Uh, what uh, uh, What's it called? Um, infrared. Did they ever explore that stuff? No, they did not. I think we need to write it and make it even more Let's horrific. Let's send Joe Dante a letter. Like, like the black light makes it even more horrific than the gremlins that came out of just water. Yeah. And feeding after midnight. Like black light, forget about it. These are like fucking demon creatures. And we'll make it, we'll write it. Trademark. Guess who gets the, guess who gets the mogwai? Because who else is going to have black lights all over their house? A stoner. <laughs> 
That could be interesting. Um, so he tells them, like, this is the deal, right? So he's just, like, stacked. He's stoked. He's yes. like, I have this little pet. He's cool. He's hanging out with him. Enter Corey Feldman into this picture. I feel bad for the damn dog. Poor right. dog's, like, like being sudden, replaced, you don't matter man. Anymore. Yeah. You don't matter. Chopped liver, dude. Even though you follow me through town without a leash, you're a, a great dog. Like, you literally Literally, are... the definition of man's best friend. And, uh, fuck you, I got a gizmo now. I got a thing. But he hangs out with him. He's drawing. He's playing with him, letting him sing. He's like playing little keyboard patterns for him. Oh, and stuff. we find yeah, a very intelligent creature. Yeah. yeah, he even mimics certain English phrases. He's watching TV. Yep. Likes the little driver, dude. He loves mm-hmm. that racer, man. He's like, and even that scene, dude. When they show him that that glow, like again, it's just like you just want like little five year olds to come up to the screen and go, "Oh, this is a nice movie," and then, oh, yeah, God. I know, you know what dude. I mean. Uh. So we get all this happening. Then enter Corey Feldman. Corey Feldman is the son of the guy selling Christmas trees. He's mm-hmm. got a Christmas tree lot. He probably does has another business in town at some point when it's not holidays. Uh, but anyway, Corey Feldman's here, and he wants to ditch this costume his dad's making him wear. Right? He's friends with Billy somehow. I don't know. Neighbors. Yeah, or Billy's like eighteen. Kind of like kid's a, like thirteen. But he looks up to him because he knows he yeah. draws, and he's like, "You're cool." So, yes. And, so that wasn't really they they. It was just updated all of a sudden, the age right? of Billy. Yeah, so um, that's how that ended up working out. <laughs> so he comes across this thing. He's like, "What is this thing?" Right? Mm-hmm. He goes, "Oh, what's this?" He goes, "Oh, it's my new pet." Oh, cool. Not well. First, he comes in and he not, throws the, the sheet over it because that? he's like, "Oh, cool, comic book." Right? <laughs> Doesn't even see this poor thing there. But bro, not what the fuck is that? Yeah. A kid. Fine, we're gonna keep overlooking this. All right, let's see what he can do. He's like, watch, he'll sing for you. He puts him on his desk. And earlier we found out Billy was a cartoonist. He's making his own little cartoons. Yes, so he's yep. got he's got pens and paint brushes and stuff. And he's got this jar with paint brushes and some water in it. And they knock the water into Gizmo. And he gets splashed on his back. And now, little children who've been watching this film that are in love with this creature because of how cute and fuzzy and glowy it looks have to watch this absolutely tortured painful face that it's making as it's screaming terribly and things are bubbling on his back and shooting out and like you can tell this thing is in so much fucking pain what the fuck just happened to this movie (laughs) and billy billy and uh cory just don't seem to care. They're like, oh, you spill water on it, and they, yeah, they write and, the cup, and, and then that's it. And then they just sit there and look at it. They're not concerned. He knows this is a rule, and it's hurting. Like, you yes, can tell it's hurting. He's like, like scrambling. He's doing it, and he's screaming. His face, the face of I Gizmo, know, was so like Poor Gizmo. horrible. Bro, I'm watching this going like, how? What are they doing to kids, dude? This is crazy. But what happens? These things pop out. They're little. Furry balls. Yes. Cute little furry balls. A whole bunch Again, of gizmos. Showing something very traumatic and but, then ending it on a cute oh, aww, little note. Look at them. And they grow fast. Like literally in minutes, they have oh, like there's seven more, more gizmos. Mogwai. Now there's more gremlins. They all look like gizmo, except one has a little oh, mohawk, a little white mohawk. Stripe. Yeah, stripe. Name. Um, so they're watching, you know, they're, they're like, oh, these are awesome, right? But there's something about these new ones. They have this like little. They have, there's a little bit more mischief in their eyes. A little bit of a, a nastier gleam. Mm-hmm. So cool. Now we have more Mogwai. But he's like, you know what? I'm gonna take one of these to the school, right? Yes. And have the science teacher take a look at it and see what he can figure out what mm-hmm. this is. 
why it's doing this, how it can replicate with water. Like, what is this thing, right? And the science teacher's like, fuck yeah, dude, I'll do this. Let me let me check this out. Meanwhile, uh, what else is happening in this film by here? Oh, well, the, the other gremlins start picking on oh. uh, uh, a gizmo. Oh, not being yet. really nasty. Not yet. Him. Well, a little bit here and there, right? Yeah. But there's this part where um, they're all hanging out at night, right? Mm-hmm. Billy's doing something. He's drawing or something, and Gizmo's watching TV, and these gremlins are all just, like, making all this noise. He's like, oh, you guys are hungry? And he looks at the time, and it's like, oh, it's only 930, or it's 1130. You guys are fine. Uh huh. Goes downstairs to get him some chicken, and he feeds them. Yep. Meanwhile, at the exact same time... In the lab at the school. The scientist, right, he's... uh. Let me uh let me let me eat my sandwich while I'm drawing blood from you, little gizmo looking character. And um oh shit, look at the time. I gotta get out of here. Do you know what time it was? My half eaten sandwich sitting here. That little gizmo thing's looking at that sandwich, and we get a shot of the clock, and it's like two thirty in the morning or one thirty in something like that. It was way past midnight. When he, well, while he was standing there, you could see the clock in the back and it was two twenty. Exactly. I'm thinking So Billy fed these gremlins chicken. Thinking it's eleven thirty, but it's actually two thirty. And then we get a shot of those little gremlins. Stripe, the one with the stripe, looks at them, and you could hear him whispering to them, and they're all talking like, like. <laughs> but come on, Billy, it, it's that. I can understand if it was like twelve thirty, but it's two twenty in the morning, and you think it's eleven thirty. He was drawing, bro. I don't know, man. I know. Granted, they didn't have clocks access right in front of them all the time back in eighty four, but. You lost track of time sometimes. I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, it's not like today. But some shit goes down, bro. What shit goes down? All of a sudden, the next morning, there are these weird pod-looking eggs all over the place with goo on them. They're creepy-looking. So And Gizmo's, here. like, scared. Like, literally, like, hiding in every scene from here to a certain spot, just kind of looking from behind. Have you ever seen the movie Prometheus? No, but I've seen Alien, and these are like the alien fucking. So pods, here's bro. my the alien. Here's eggs. my theory. They're all related. They're in the same universe. Of course, bro. Because aliens in Prometheus versus Predator versus Gremlins. Well, no, in Prometheus, they basically alluded to the engineers having all kinds of different creatures that they had designed. So why couldn't the Gremlins be one of them? Mm-hmm. Exactly, dude. That is my. Theory of the week. Um, oh, pew, 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 pew. Theory <laughs> of the week. Um, so now this happens, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Billy leaves. He's like, this shit's fucking crazy. Let me go talk to the, the, the school guy, right? Yeah. Meanwhile, the school guy's in there going, this is crazy. Oh, he's excited. He's like, this, this is, is cool, like a, dude. This is a, a, a pupil stage. It's called a pupa stage, right? Pupa. So he starts like pulling the little cage part, doing what Cutting he needs open, to do. Yeah. Um, Meanwhile, Billy's mom's at home. She's at home. With these things up in the attic. And they're all bursting open. Now it's getting creepy. Now it's yeah, getting creepy. Yeah, it's like the really middle of the creepy. day. It's like the middle of the day. Well, maybe maybe early afternoon, maybe like 11. But this movie's legit creepy now. Now these things are like... They're green. They look completely open. different, dude. We just see shadows and hands and goo. We oh, don't at this see point, a full yeah. gremlin yet. But we do see that Gizmo's terrified. Mm-hmm. So... Any little kids or anybody watching this who's already identified with this character is going to feel fear as well because if our character is scared, something bad's happening. Yep. Uh, 
at the school, this thing during one of the classes, you know, it, it, it ends up exploding. Right? Yeah, right at the end of class. And the teacher's like, all right, everybody, you can get out of here. Go ahead and go out. Let me see what's going on here. And uh, he's going up to one of these things. And it cracks open. And he's like, what is this? Well, he's looking for it because he didn't see it at first. Right. It got away. It started moving around. Then we cut back to Billy's mom. And she's the first time... And her scene is the first time we see a gremlin in its metamorphosized state, this new version. Is it her or was it with him in the school where it popped out of the cupboard behind him? Or was that Billy later on that that happened to? It was after because she was the first time we... I believe she was the first time we saw it when she came into the kitchen and there it was. And it was like eating well, No, because he something. called his mom after that, I thought. Yeah, he's telling... Oh, He's telling her that it, they watch they, out. They, they hatched. Out. That's right. That's right. So the first time we see it's in the cupboard. That's right. At the school. That's right. Uh, and that's what we see. Right. Look. First of all, uh, we see this. This is what I'm saying. We don't see any kind of gore because we see the the scientist the, the science teacher go to it, and it, all of a sudden it's like this. Ah, feel it. Remember, he's trying to reach yeah, underneath. He's feeding yeah, him he under gets the, attacked the by desk. something under the desk, and yeah. you see him react to it, and then we cut away. Mm-hmm. Then we cut to the mom like. Walking through the house, the knife, trying to figure out what's going on. And then on. when we come back, yes, room's a mess. The desk is and he over just on has a syringe on his butt. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Which we don't why? see anything else. The gremlin just say "fuck you" for sticking me and yeah. sticking whatever. It's exactly syringe. what it was. Exactly what it was. But we don't see anything else, right? No. Nope. Billy comes across it. He's terrified. He's calling. You know, all that shit goes down. He calls his mom. Like, mom, you need to get out of the house. She starts coming across them. She's, and this is where we start seeing some gore, right? Because mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, one of them's eating out of like a, a mixer or something, a bread mixer. She turns it on, and it starts getting all fucked up and spraying and pieces of yeah. whatever goo blood it has out. One of them's it, like she shoves it in the microwave and turns up. on the mic. Like this, this is she attacks one with a knife, with and, a knife stabs and stabs the stabs crap. It. Yeah, dude. dude. It starts to get legit, Intense. like Evil Dead gory. Yeah, what the fuck, dude? Um, and that's what we see. So basically, that's what the rest of this movie ends up becoming: is these these gremlins start to kind of spread out, and mm-hmm. um, Stripe makes his way to the school. Right. Well, all the other gremlins end up meeting their match. Yes. Mom takes out like four yep. or five, well, yep. majority of them. Yep. Uh, so then Stripe. Escapes. Goes to the school. Makes it to the school. Oh, swimming pool. What While happens Billy's if I do... right there, Billy just misses him. What if I do a cannonball? What? And, and I love this scene. And dude. then, like, the lights are going. The, the water's, water's roiling. Yeah. It's green. I all love this scene. All the mist and smoke. Dude. And then all of a sudden, you know this is not good, right? Because no. we saw what happened with Gizmo, which replicated a bunch of Gizmos. Mm-hmm. What happens when you have something of Stripes ilk to replicate? A gremlin. What happens? Right. So now, all hell breaks loose. He's like, all right, I'm out of here. You know what? I got to go see what's going on. And all of the, these things come out, and they just spread all over town. And it's hundreds legit. of them. And it's legit what gremlins do. It's about causing havoc and mm-hmm. going crazy. The neighbor with their his, his plow tractor thing, they, these gremlins Dick take Miller. it over. Yes, from fucking Chopping Mall. Yeah, you know this what is, I mean? This he is the drunk off, neighbor in the beginning of the movie. He got off work at the at the, at the the Chopping Mall and went home after surviving <laughs> that bullshit. We thought he died, but he survived that bullshit. He came home, started drinking because he lost that job. They had to close the mall down, right? Because everybody this is died. where he was at. And then he ends up 
we think he died, right? Because this well, thing no. Comes supposedly at, at the end, supposedly at the end, it's mentioned in a news report by a reporter that they're going to interview him. Oh, never I didn't actually, catch that. I didn't catch it. Supposedly, from what I read, I tried to catch it, but it's the the, the news report goes on with other dialogue over top of it. So it's like, oh. like I said, I have one headphone in listening to it, so I couldn't exactly hear it. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so, so these things are causing havoc, man. We're watching, and here's the part again, remember I said where it went very family friendly and weird. Mm -hmm. How could this be horror to horror to again? Like, okay, how is this horror? Because now we have gremlins, but but here we go, dude. We have gremlins at a blues bar (laughs) watching blues music. You got all these fucking caricatures. They're wearing sunglasses and hats that are the perfect size for their little heads. Where did they get those? First of all, I love it. Smoking (laughs) cigarettes. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and that's the thing. It's fun. It's about that piece. It's about the, the kind of horror, but then Mm -hmm. be like, all right, let's dial it back and bring you back to the fun. Kind of like Beetlejuice, right? Yes. Yep. Um, but that's what we see. We just see all this stuff going down throughout the city. Like people are getting fucked with. They're just exploding people are things. Dying too, stopping dude. like they're messing with the, the street lights and people are running, you know, red yeah. lights and crashes. I mean, it's all this just havoc. And uh Billy ends up meeting up with, with Phoebe Cates again and is just like, All right, we gotta I know what's going on, we gotta stop these things and um they end oh, they end up first they go to it's like a sports sports store right like the 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 department store and they're um no 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 that's after yeah yeah, yeah. first that's first the they are uh they find they find out that they're all at this theater right mm-hmm. like they, they end think up all at a theater they yep. think they're all at the theater so they're all at the theater and one of my favorites this is one of my favorite scenes to be honest with you watching snow white and the seven dwarfs <laughs> and then we get this scene inside the theater of legit gremlins in every seat and it's just like this it feels like watching the muppets like all this yes, craziness dude. happening on all these different levels you know what i mean i love it i love <laughs> it and they're like um oh my god they're all here what are we gonna do let's just blow them up yeah and they do they set this this kind of like makeshift wick of, of rags and stuff they light it up place explodes yep. there go all the fucking gremlins Except not Stripe. That's right. Who went in search of Yum Yum. Yes. Uh, and left the movie theater just in the nick of time. And uh, they track him down to the sporting goods store and they're fighting. Uh, you know, they're, uh, uh, Billy's like, you know what? I'm going to take him out. And Gizmo's like, I've got your back, buddy. And this is what we see. Like we see Billy fighting like Stripe while he has like a... a, a um, what does he have? Like a, a chainsaw. Chainsaw. Yeah. Well, he's got a baseball bat, and then there's this scene where where Gizmo's coming in to save the day with his little race car yep. from the movie from the he's vo- seen video the, or the movie earlier he was watching. And I think it's like the Barbie car. I think it's I the think old so. school little so, Barbie yeah. car, bro. Uh, so we have all of this stuff go down, and again, now this becomes a little bit more fun. It's a little intense, but now it's fun because you've got like it's all this going yes. down. And then Stripe finds this water fountain. Yep. And Stripe's like. You're like, oh, no, I got you, motherfuckers. Wait till I got my back up. And he jumps in that fountain and he's just like reveling in it. Like, let's go. He's like just spraying it all over him. Do it in slow-mo. Taking a shower, dude. His back's starting to bubble up. Gizmo's like, uh-uh, buddy. Because right now it's daytime because we'd gone through the night. Yeah, everything's all, been going this on. This entire movie takes place over the course of a day. 
And now we're going into the next day. Sun's coming up. And I don't oh, know. Maybe no, over the course of two days, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sun's coming up. And I don't know where this was. Was this like the garden center or something of this place? I think it was just a skylight. Okay, because he jumps up and all of a sudden pulls this like cord and. I, well, I, I think it was the garden section, but it was a skylight in the ceiling. Yeah, the Probably skylight because opens. for the plants. Yeah, sunlight hits stripe. Well, because they had a, they had like one of those pull shades. Yeah, and he pulls it and lets it wind up, and the sunlight comes in and gets him. And then it's again gore and like horrific. It's horrific watching this thing start to melt and feel it the is, pain dude, of the sun it's like a, and die. It's skeletal and it's like dripping. It's like the body at the graveyard in the beginning of Texas Chainsaw. Yes, it's kind of like that. But in a kid's movie. It's like, you know what it's like? It's like Tar Man. Yes. It's that kind of just dripping, dripping with the eyeballs and all fucked up, dude. Um, and he dies, yep. falls into the thing. And then this is the best part, dude. This is, again... This kind of family-ish movie, PG-13 horror creature film. Mm -hmm. And they hit us with a jump scare at the end where you think it's over and then all of a sudden this fucking skeleton jumps out and then it just kind of falls. And And then completely melts into a puddle. But dude, that's a good... I was just... Whoa, okay. Joe Dante. Gremlins, bro. Gremlins. Oh, okay. So now everybody's fine. Oh, yep. The news is going on. All this shit went on. Mass hysteria, they call it. Everybody's kind of like, there's all this stuff that went down. Nobody knows why, what's happening. They're watching this on the news at home. Gizmo's with them, the family, the dog, and then knock on the door, and here's the old dude. And he's just like, give me that shit back. What's wrong with you people? He takes the money. It's crumbled. He's just like, drops it on the couch. Throws it on the couch. He's like, I don't care about your money. Give me my mogwai. And he's got a relationship with him. They're like talking to each other. Mogwai's happy to see him. Yeah. Um, it's like, and I love the message. It was just like, you know what, you people, your culture is like, you guys aren't ready yet. Up. No matter what, anything as beautiful as this, something like this, you can't handle it. Can you I can tell you something? Handle it. What a mirror of the father. Right? As the inventor. Right? Dude. Yeah. Great writing. <laughs> Gremlins. Yes. Gremlins. I yep. submit to you gremlins, dude, walking out. If this was this wasn't our first time. I love this film. I watch it like everything about it. And when I talk about how it looks and that rich, that kind of fuzziness that there's a warmth Nostalgic, that comes with it. Yes, yes dude. You know what this Gizmo. reminded me of a lot, too? Granted, it doesn't still have that warm fuzziness, but it's got that that Christmas nostalgia is um, uh, Krampus. <laughs> It gave me that kind of feel too. You know what I mean? Because that's a movie where everybody comes home for Christmas and it's happy at the beginning, yeah. and then, then real hard crazy. shift, dude. Yeah. And this goes from that family, again, warm feeling to horror. Yeah. Again, back to kind it's of comedy. Flip flops a lot more, but yes. Um, it's well done though. It's very well yes. paced in the way that they do that. And yeah. I remember yeah. I, I, I was thinking about that as I'm watching it. I'm just like, man, this is. I mean, the pacing of this film is just like. Genius, spot on, spot and again, on. And again, um, I'd have to go back and rewatch The Howling because uh, it was Joe Dante, yeah? Yeah. Uh, to see the pacing in that movie and compare it to this one because I wonder how much of the producing hand lends into these types of movies that yeah. Steven Spielberg's producing during this time period. Dude, Poltergeist has got great timing. <laughs> yes, 
this one does as well. I'm interested. I would have. I want to go back and rewatch the Howling and compare, and then compare Dante's next movie. Yeah. However, he was still the director. Yeah. So kudos to him, man. A plus, unreal. Um, <clears throat> and I love it. It's so fun. Watching For it as scary again. as it is, it's fun, dude. Yeah, watching it again, it does. It brings that kid back, right? That kid mm-hmm. that kind of sees Gizmo and is just like, this is so cool. Because when I was I a remember- kid, I I ended up getting a Furby, and I always wanted one. Because of this movie, you wanted dude. your own gizmo. Yes, you really did. Yes. Oh man, dude. Yeah, I I do love this film. All the things I pointed out about it, right? It's just about looking at it critically. But at the end of the day, it's it's it, that's nothing. That's that's peanuts to how great this movie is. Oh yeah, the absolutely. writing, the yeah. acting, you know, the effects, the practical effects, all of the things they did. There's the scene where you see all of these things coming out of the shadows on the street, like all mm-hmm. of the, you know, they're walking on the street. That's all claymation. All of yeah. it. The entire street is everything about it is it's, it's a miniature. And you don't think about it until you go back and watch it and you're like Oh, that's a miniature. But even so, dude, the animatronics are phenomenal. Everything about dude. it, dude. Everything. So phenomenal. good. Phenomenal. Character Holds designs, those creature designs. Up, and every all the shenanigans that they got into and yes. what was going on was And as a kid, you watch that and you're just it's you it's hilarious to see these creatures it. doing yes. that. Yes. It's awesome. It really is. You know? Oh, dude, tell us about some tidbits. Okay, well, uh, one thing I there's actually one thing about the film I want to mention that I I, I don't like Ooh. and I specifically want Ooh. to point it out before we get into tidbits Ooh. is the beginning and the ending. Okay, with the neo noir voiceover with the father. You're not a fan of that. I'm not a fan of that. You know why? Why? Because if that's how your movie opens, that's who your movie should be about. Our movie's not about him. He's barely in the movie. Interesting. You know what I mean? Eh, it didn't bother me. You're investing me in that character. He's just a, he he's my guide into the world. Yes. He's the guy that brings me to the door and is like, hey, I want to tell you about this. And then little blah, 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 blah. Here's the door. Now go. And then he meets me when I'm ready to come back out. Okay. And if that's the case, he should have, I feel like, had a bigger role in the movie than he did. Besides being this cutaway character who's traveling home. Bro, we got to see him at the cons. Did you see Steven Spielberg's cameo? Yes. <laughs> yes. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And the wheelchair. Um, dude. There were some I, other people in there, too. But I love that because I love con life, right? And mm-hmm. there's that feeling of like that's true. he's like, like uh, the competition's there. a little bit better than i thought <laughs> you see all these people around you dude it's fucking awesome yeah uh but we did we did see that we and he was checking you're you know what yeah you're right he's not he's not a main character so it feels like maybe billy should have been a voiceover like i remember the da- the day my dad brought yes. gizmo home you know what yeah, I mean? something, something like that like, but something with billy it's different hey it's a different thing changes it up fresh yeah. Give me something I haven't seen before. Exactly. The narrator is not the main character. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you know that originally Stripe and Gizmo were supposed to be the same character? <gasps> Gizmo was going to turn into Stripe? Yes. Whoa. That would not have tested well easily. Yes. That would have been, I'm sure people are like, yeah, we don't like this. And they're like, okay, let's change it up. We need a little mini protagonist get gremlin. Steven Spielberg stepped in and said, no, we need a good one. Yep. Throughout. Yep. And that's Steven. Joe bro. Dante says it's because of that decision that this movie is as popular as it is. Yes. This movie True. would not again, be the same movie, dude. Again, the influence of Spielberg, bro. Yes. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? So that's why I wonder about these things, dude. And the score, too. You know what I mean? Again, who did the score? Um, Because it feels Goonies feeling. It's it was got Jerry that kind Goldsmith. Of, it's got that kind of like. 
We've seen him happy. Sorry, we've seen him recently. Yes. Poltergeist. Yes. I'm telling you, dude. Yep. They have a team. They know how to work it. They they keep bringing them back. That's yep. how it works. Um. But yeah, yeah. So Gizmo and Stripe were originally supposed to be wow. the same character. Dude. What a different movie that, that would have been, man. I didn't know that. Um. So I guess uh, one of the studio notes uh, to Joe Dante and Steven Spielberg was that there was too many gremlins. So supposedly Steven Spielberg suggested just cutting them all out and uh, calling the movie People. <laughs> what the fuck? Um, I'm glad they didn't listen to that. Yeah, no, thank God. What the? F- yeah. Um, so you remember the Santa speech? Yeah. Um, so I guess that proved to be pretty controversial. And the studio executives insisted on removing it because it was uh, kind of ambiguous to them, at least, about whether it was supposed to be funny or like a serious conversation. <laughs> um, so guess Joe Dante refused uh, that and said that it was staying in the movie because it represented this movie as a whole. Uh, That's an interesting hill to die on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Steven Spielberg didn't like the scene. Um Damn, but he it was said, just Joe Dante alone fighting for it. But he said, this is Joe Dante's movie. So, yes. So good for you, Steven Spielberg, on that one. Because our, what a converse, what a funny story, dude. Right? It's he, funny and tragic. It's, it's, it's both. Yeah. But it's such a good story. It, for me, like, it is a good story. Don't get me wrong. But it did, for me, feel slightly out of place. That okay. All of a sudden, the, the, this was a thing now, too. Do you know what I mean? Like, this... I get it, and I see where it's coming from, and it works, and it makes the movie, and it's part of the heart, but I do get where the studio's like, mm, we don't need that. Yeah. No, I Because yeah. you cut it out completely, it doesn't change a damn thing about the movie. No. No, it doesn't. It absolutely doesn't, but... But you had to build more between Billy and... and what's Phoebe Cates' character? I forget her name. Um, but you got to build that. Kate. Kate. You know what I mean? Like you got to build that. You got to continue to add those layers to make you care about them. As I don't know, they always had that romantic thing in these '80s movies that you yeah, always yeah, had yeah. to well, continue there was a love to push interest. that, yeah, right? Well, no matter what, because this movie good. wasn't a romance movie. There's no reason for romance in this. No, but as you get right? to know these two characters, you're rooting for them. Yeah. After we get Judge's character too. True. True. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. Uh. But anyway, I guess. Uh, that Zach Galligan, uh, Zach, Zach, Zach Galifianakis, no, yes, uh, <laughs> said in an interview that these all the gremlins were animatronic. Yeah, he said, and they cost between like thirty and forty thousand dollars. Except each. the one scene, that's the only yeah, scene where yeah. it's 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 stop motion. Uh, so they had to check everybody before they left set for the day to make sure nobody, nobody was, was taking stuff. <gasps> yeah, that, dude. did anyone steal one? Uh, I don't know. That'd be dope. I don't know. I never heard. Don't know. That'd be crazy though. I wouldn't mind having like a little life size, like legit gremlin, like you know, in the corner, a little. Statue. I wouldn't mind having a real gremlin, a mogwai. <laughs> Sorry, a mogwai, not a gremlin. <laughs> no, I'd I don't like know if gremlin. I'd be responsible. I'd end up like Billy and and fuck everything up. Dude. Um, so I You're guess like, there was an stink, earlier I'm give attempt. Give you a bath. Oh shit! I shouldn't have done that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so I guess there was at one point before they did the animatronics, they were wondering how are we going to make these mogwai. Someone had the great idea of using monkeys. Oh, my God. Really? That's weird. That's weird. And I guess they put the gremlin head on the monkey at the audition, and it freaked it the fuck out. And they said, nope, we're not using monkeys, dude. (laughs) That's horrible. 
Oh man! Could you imagine if they used monkeys, dude? They could have done like life-sized people. Literally, mon- the like, Wizard of Oz. Yeah, dude. that's what I was gonna say. Like the Wizard of Oz just have life-sized people wearing the the costumes. But but monkeys, you got the Wicked Witch yeah. and the monkeys. Of dude. course, of um, course. Telling you. So anyway, this movie. Guess how? Whatever other movie came out at the same same year that Spielberg was working on at the same time. E.T. No, that was eighty-two. Oh, um, I don't know. Temple of Doom. Hey. So the theory goes that it's because of this movie and Temple of Doom that the PG-13 rating was invented. Really? Yes. After this, they were like, "Okay, this was a, that's because because a lot of people felt that this was too violent for a PG movie. And children were but like not fucking quite enough screaming. for an R. Yes, children were screaming in the theater. They're having a fucking nightmare. They're watching Gizmo get terrorized, and they're just like absolutely terrified in their seats. Yeah, screaming, dude, crying. Yeah. Oh god, to be a fly on the wall, that'd have been amazing, <laughs> right? Um. So in an alternate reality. Tim Burton directed these movies. Yo, that's dope. Because I guess uh, Steven Spielberg was impressed with some of his earlier short films and had considered him to direct a movie, but decided not to because at the time he hadn't directed a feature. Can you imagine, though? Oh, my God. What an interesting movie, dude. Crazy good looking. I know. Wow. I I would love to see Tim Burton's version of Gremlins for real. I really would. He would make Billy's character a weird character. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and look it, at look at what he did with uh, with Edward Scissorhands. What a weird character. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Oh, dude, this would be great. Yeah. And then Kate would be like, "What's her name?" In Lydia, Edward dude. <laughs> no, no, Lydia. Lydia's from Beetlejuice, but same. Oh same yeah, actress, yeah, yeah. Beetlejuice. Nice. <sighs> That's it. That's no, all there's more. Bits. Oh, no, there's more. There's always more, dude. So I guess Christopher Columbus's dra- uh, script went through a couple drafts. Okay. I guess at one point, the Gremlins were supposed to kill the dog. <gasps> not good. Okay. And they were also po- supposed to cut off Billy's mom's head. Holy crap. And toss it down the stairs. They were going to go dark. Yeah. Damn. But I guess uh, I guess Joe Dante and Warner Brothers were like, no, we want a little bit more of a family-oriented movie. A little bit so. lighter fare. This is yeah. Christmas time. We're not going black Christmas on this. Yeah. Um. So I guess the gizmo puppets were a pain in the ass to work with. Um, for a couple of reasons. Uh, I guess because they were super small, so they were just hard to work with uh, to begin with, and they would keep breaking down. Um, they also uh, only expected to use the gizmo animatronic for first half of the movie because he was supposed to become Stripe. Oh, that's right. So they hadn't planned on building an animatronic to be able to... Do all the rest of the things that you Do saw. everything that it needed to do the rest <laughs> of the movie, so they had to work around that. Oh, man, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, pain in the ass. Um, also, they had him on the wall in the bar getting darts thrown at him. Yeah. Um, I guess because he broke down one time, so they put him up there and were throwing darts at him, and they added that to a list of, uh, of things which they referred to as horrible things to do to gizmo oh they had man. a list they took glee in having the gremlins torture gizmo yeah <laughs> well you know what dude if he keeps breaking down and it's a pain in the ass and it's get because think of how intricate that bar scene alone must have been to film as fun as it is for us to watch it it, it must have been that equally as annoying to film I'm so sure. I can understand the frustration. I'm sure, dude. And of course you're going to take that out on fucking Gizmo. <laughs> fuck the other ones. They don't even have names, dude. You know what I mean? Um, 
Oh, I already mentioned that Steven Spielberg was in the electric chair at the yep. uh, the science, uh, not the science fair, at the uh, the convention. Yep. Um, I guess Joe Dante still doesn't understand why this movie was successful was as successful as it was. <laughs> I, I feel like he, I feel like he came out of the movie when it was done in a defeated mindset, and still has that mindset. That's interesting, because look at today, right? Like let's mm-hmm. let's talk about current times the second people saw baby yoda grogu ooh they flipped their lids yep and it's because so it's the because there's ability dude and you're not marketing just it to that. kids it's not even just that there's actually a psychological thing in humans there's a psychological thing about seeing a small creature that mm-hmm. seems very kind of defenseless that you want to take care of but the, where that need comes from from wanting to take care of them is typically large ears, large eyes. That kind of thing. It's called, I forgot what it's called. That's the why cupi, people love dogs the cupi, and cats, I think it's called dude. the cupie or the cupie syndrome or whatever that thing is called. I forget. But that's the idea behind it is that there's an instinctual thing to say, I want to take care of this because it's, it's an infant style or it's this kind of thing that's that's defenseless and it's 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 built in it's like something you can't help but have a reaction to typically there's going to be people that don't but that's why those people are sociopaths that's why we look at gizmo and we're Mm -hmm. like cute big eyes fuzzy the little nose the mouth the big ears yeah but then when you see the gremlin it's still big ears but now you have a a angular face you have the you know what they looked like did you ever see i mean do you ever see the Scooby Doo movie with Freddie Prince Jr. No, and um, and, no, and all I the other ones? Them, no. They look like the creatures in that movie. <laughs> just those ones are nice. bigger, animated, and they're like more of a maroonish color. But you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. angular. There's harder edges to the face. It's creepier. It's it's scary. There's sharpness. Well, and to their the actions teeth. too. Yeah, you know what I yeah. mean. There's sharpness to the claws. There's all these things yeah. that you don't get from a soft cuddly big-eyed kind of creature you know mm-hmm. it's interesting it really it is, is psychology dude but he i guess joe dante doesn't didn't realize that or doesn't know yeah. that because honestly that's one of the biggest draws gizmo is what makes this movie as popular as it was with kids yeah it oh, really yeah, yeah. is no absolutely then you add christmas if you add christmas to it now you have another thing that people tie to emotionally and love Christmas music during the beginning. There's Christmas lights. Christmas there's lights, snow, snow. Christmas trees. Yep. You know, it's the just carolers, the gremlin carolers. This is dude. Christmas, bro. It's yes. a Christmas film. It really is. It's a yeah. Christmas horror film. Yeah, there's a lot of good moments in this movie. Um, uh, so alternate casting for Billy, I guess. Uh, Breakfast Club Boys, man. Really, Judd Nelson and Emilio Estevez. Interesting. Were also considered Estevez. I was wondering Estevez, if it, yeah. I was wondering if uh, I thought you were going to say Robert Downey Jr. I could see him. Ah, yeah, a I could young see that. Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, playing him. It would be about this time too. Yeah, interesting. Nice. Again, it would have been a completely different movie. I can't see Emilio Estevez playing. I the can't character. see Judd maybe Nelson Judd, either. but like, uh, nah, I can't. Doesn't work. No. Um, and then lastly here, Corey Feldman, I guess, was added to this film because I guess he was cut from E.T. <sighs> I guess he was supposed to be Elliot's friend. Oh, wow. They're just like, like you're you're in too many movies right now, Corey. His character in this movie and Billy. Yeah. But they cut it from E.T. It's like you're in too many movies, Corey. We're taking you out, son. But uh, but Wow. So interesting. Tids bits. 
Dude, Gremlins for me is always going to be one of those that I hold to my heart. I love it's. There's a nostalgia. And you consider piece to it a it. Christmas movie? Yeah, it's definitely a Christmas movie. Okay, it's a, it's a Christmas horror. I've movie. never considered it one until now. But it's definitely a yes. Christmas movie. It's got Christmas music, Christmas settings. Uh, snow, lights, trees. It ranks right up there with Die Hard. References to Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah. Like the entire, Santa even gets attacked, the dude. The movie is a Christmas horror movie, but it's yep. a Christmas film. Like, this is something you should put on during Christmas time. Well, again, because, and, and also because it feels so much like Christmas story as well. Yeah. Well, yeah. There's that glow, that haze, that kind of nostalgia feel. Yeah. Love it, dude. Talking about nostalgia, when you told me what movie we're doing next, it's I was about so goddamn time, dude. Excited. The, I was just like, fuck yeah. The last of the Titans. Yes. Except for that I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna rescind my comment because I consider Pinhead one of the Titans as well. So. Do you? Yes. What I do. about Candyman? Um, not so much. Ghostface. I don't think We've already done Ghostface, about, but though. you're talking about originals, like the the classics. Yeah, I don't consider Candyman as as one of them because he doesn't, as far as I've always seen, doesn't have the same kind of following that was built around him. Chucky, Child's Play. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well. Yes. Regardless, this is one more of the classic. last of the Titans. For me, this yes. is classic because for me, Candyman, Chucky, Ghostface, those guys are the, the last of the, the Titans next we're going to see. The last me, of the, the Titans we're going to see in the eighties that are born in the eighties. Well, no, that's the actually originals. not true because Child's plays in the eighties too. Yeah, but I'm for just going to shut the, the fuck gen- up. I'm just going to shut up, dude. <laughs> but for me, Chucky's always been a next generation. Style. True, he was like the beginning of the next generation, yes. and I would even so go so far if we're going to put Candyman on that list. It's throwing him as the next generation. Yes, that's what I said. That yes. Ghostface, Candyman, yes, Chucky, those are next generation guys. Leatherface, Jason, Pinhead's then the last Mike of Myers. the last of them. And for you, the last of them is Pinhead. Mm-hmm. But this guy is the last for you, huh? This guy, if you ask me, did something that a lot of of characters, no one thought they could do, which is honestly surpass the popularity of Michael Myers or Jason Voorhees. So far after the game has already been started, this, this dude got in the race, all lined up on the start line, and they took off, and he just stood there, and he just stood there, and now he's now he's coming. Now he's coming, and he's he he's he's it's a, it's a path that's it's it's full of blood and wreckage, and it's unmarvelled. And bro, none of the other ones did what they did. I can't wait to talk about the next film, Freddy Krueger's Nightmare on Elm Street. We're gonna watch a Nightmare on Elm Street, the original Wes mm-hmm. Craven, Johnny Depp. Heather Langenkamp. Debut, yes. Langenkamp. Dude, this movie sets the and stage. And the king, the king, Robert England. Yeah. Bro, this movie sets the stage for what slashers can be. Yep. Because up the- until now, we haven't seen a slasher like this. Right. And and this is this is the... We'll get into it. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to get into it now, dude. I got, I, I got to write that thought down before I forget. Oh, it'll it'll hit you, bro. I'm telling you because I can't I cannot wait to talk about. It. This is gonna be so much fun. All right, guys, listen, Shadow People. Thanks so much for listening. We appreciate your support. We appreciate you heading back every week. Make sure to head over to our social media. Check out Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Look up Out of the Shadows Podcast or OOTS Pod. And now, as the evening comes to a close, yes, the lights are becoming dimmer 
the moon raises in the sky. Shadow people, we beseech you. Until next week, for Jim Clark, this is Chris Chavez. Remember, keep your eye on the shadows. (laughs) 